What is the gift of this season for you? Have you found yourself able to see kind of the good that has come out of the past few months being at home? Or have you been struggling to find any bright spots anywhere? I know for myself, there have been days where it's a real fight to stay present and stay in the game and not to check out, so to speak, because I have felt myself being emotionally exhausted and just mentally tapped out. And I would identify as a classic introvert. So you got to know that I love spending time alone. It's actually where I get most of my energy and it's where I am the most creative. But even I am done being alone all the freaking time. I have been desperately trying to escape all the feels and these emotionally overwhelming days because I felt my own internal resistance to those feelings and to those emotions because they have been surfacing things in my life that I wasn't really paying attention to before. Maybe you've felt the same way. And for some reason, during this period of life, things that have been highlighted to me are all around disconnection to myself, to God, and to others. Now, it's likely been there all along, but I was able to numb those feelings before. I was able to kind of push them aside and not to deal with them, but not this time. I find that they're staring me right in the face. I think when we feel we cannot when we cannot connect to god or um, even connect with things outside of us the first instinct is to panic and i want to say before you panic stay because anytime there is silence for space or uh, like that that is not a bad thing you're not doing something wrong there's not you didn't make a mistake necessarily but even that can be a gift Today on the podcast, I'm chatting with Anjuli Pascal, who wrote the book Stay, discovering grace, freedom, wholeness, where you never imagined looking. I can honestly say this conversation was so encouraging to me personally, because I have felt the pain of trying to navigate all of my emotions over the past few months. Anjuli shared with me why we need to stay where we resist and how we can navigate feelings of belonging and loneliness. And is it possible for us to even begin to reimagine the future? And what does it look like for us to hold space for ourselves and others? You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Hello, friends. Well, We're all still here, all of us just here still trying to navigate this strange season of life. And I have been wondering, how the heck have you been doing? Are you okay? I want to know what is going on in your life and how I can encourage you, how I can champion you. How is your mental health? Like what is going on in your life? I know, I know. I've got all the questions today, but I would love to connect with you. I'd love to hear from you 
to know what is going on in your world. And so if you've not connected with me before, you can find me on Instagram at at the dot courage cast. Of course, I've got my own personal account as well. And you can find me at at Miss Crispy. But we also just launched a brand new Facebook group. And so if you go to the show notes, you'll have a link that will directly push you there where we've been having some really great conversations. So I would love to actually talk with you over in the Facebook group or on Instagram. Now, I think it's really important because we have never gone through what we're going through. We've never experienced life like this before. We've been enduring the effects of the pandemic now for months. And what we probably thought even maybe a few weeks ago was that it was like on the tail end. And depending on where you live in the world, you might be experiencing a resurgence of COVID or things are just shifting in your world. And you might need to be encouraged to keep your spirits up in the midst of this massive uncertainty because we need some serious staying power right now. And I don't know if we've ever needed it more than we do today. Back a few months ago, I was sent this beautiful book and I had the opportunity to take some time and read it. You know, I read a lot and sometimes I actually read several books a week. And of all the books that I get sent, this one in particular resonated with me because it was something that I needed right at this time in my life. Because I've been resisting during this season. I've been resisting my emotions. I've been resisting staying in um, the discomfort. I have wanted this all to be over. I'm, I've actually just honestly just been desperate to move on, to get on with life. To do all the things that I love to do like travel and go sit in coffee shops and have conversations with friends and to go out for brunch and just see people I love in close proximity. To give hugs. Like I really just want to give hugs. But we're still being told to physical distance ourselves so it has been really hard. And all the feelings that we're feeling are pretty full on right now. So that's why I'm so glad that we're going to be sharing this conversation with you with Anne Julie. We recorded it back a month ago, but honestly, it seems so appropriate for right now because I am sensing we need a bit of encouragement to stay. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Anne Julie. Anjali, welcome to the Courage Cast. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. And you are obviously are very busy, five kids, and you guys are very invested in your community. And you've written this beautiful book. And I know that you also have your own uh, community that you work with, with moms. And, and so I think you're making it probably a big impact there as well. When you were thinking about writing this book and just even the title itself, Stay, I was like, stay where? So <laughs> here's what you, and, and here's the title of the book. So stay discovering grace, freedom, and wholeness where you never imagined looking. Now we're still in the middle of COVID, you know, you're in California, I'm up in Canada. So, you know, as probably as things stand, it's very different what we're experiencing and yet very much the same. And we've all been asked to kind of stay, 
you know, stay put in our homes, stay um, within our unit, our family, or the people that we are around all the time. When you were thinking about publishing the book in 2020, (laughs) did you ever imagine that this would be where we were at? No. Did anyone, could anyone ever imagine this or predict this? I mean, it's just been so unbelievable. Um, No. So in San Diego, we really shut down March 14th, 13th, 14th, 15th, that weekend. Um, And then my book came out the 31st. And so I know, and I, it made me really think like, wow, I I didn't plan this, but in some ways it's really, it really lined up perfectly with what we are going through in our world of like stay home. And the world did a lot of advertising for me that I didn't have to do. So, (laughs) but yeah, it's been a really unprecedented time. Now, how are you navigating that yourself? You know, I'm sure that that's had an impact on you as well. So what does that mean for your family? You know, even during this time, how how have you had to navigate it? Yeah, I think there's a few different ways I would look at it. I think physically, um, that's one way of, yeah, physically, we're just all home together all the time. And my husband is home all the time. And we're both working and we're both homeschooling and we're both trying to get breakfast, lunch and dinner. And, you know, so it's a physical reality. But I think the harder one has been even the mental reality of, you know, this whole blanket that you've kind of been living on and clinging to of safety is quickly removed and it makes you think what if we lose our job what if we can't pay our mortgage what if the church falls apart you know all these real these could really happen mm-hmm. you know and so it makes us really step back and reevaluate you know who we are and what we live for and where our security is found so yeah the physical and mental aspects have been a daily, um, a daily battle, struggle, thing to work through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. Like I think with the uncertainty that we're all facing, I think that the mental health crisis, which yeah. they they started talking about way back at the beginning, but now has really, I think, come to the surface. I think people's mental health right now. Um, you know, after maybe enduring like the first four to six weeks, people are like, yeah, I got this. And then all of a sudden they're like, nope, I don't. Like, this is just yeah. too much. And, you know, talking about staying in, in places that are really tough and uncomfortable are, you know, are harder to do. It's easy to say, harder right. to do. So yeah. um, one of the things that you talk about in your book, and I'll just, I'm just going to read it. So it says... Um, it says, stay where you resist being. And I, I really loved that. And I was like, except for I also hated it because I was like, well, yeah, of course I want to stay where I resist being the place that I am having the most tension in my life. We must stay with the pain, stay with the anger, stay with the joy, stay with the apathy, stay with the funk and unexplainable feelings. We must stay with the fog. We must feel it heavy on our faces, damp and eerie and dense. We must let the truth of our hearts to rise to the surface and accept those wobbly places within us. And and so we have this disconnect often between our head and our hearts. And, yeah. and so I want to know, 
Why do you think that we resist staying in those places? Yeah. I think we are a culture and a people who love to be comfortable. We love it. Mm -hmm. We love pleasure. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying comfort. It's more of, it just makes us feel safe. And when we start to explore those feelings that we don't understand or go into the darker places of our hearts, Mm -hmm. it's just frightening. It can be terrifying to say yes to enter some of those long pathways where we don't know where they lead and we've had that door closed our entire lives because it's just too scary and so i think a lot of times we are just resist the it's the fear we fear what we don't know Mm -hmm. and the longer we've done that the harder it is to look inside when you think about for yourself, like, you know, even just staying, what kind of comes to mind even like that you have been like in your life right now resisting, you know? Totally. I think resistance, and I, I love talking about resistance because I really think it's this gift. I think it's this God-given gift to help us see where our hearts are really at. And so, I mean, every, I try, not every day, Mm -hmm. but I do try and go on frequent walks, especially during this COVID time. And immediately I can, when I'm on my walk, resistance comes up. The things that are very close to my heart and they rise. So I think right now what I'm resistant to is I've had a friendship in my life that has been super painful. Mm -hmm. Like lots of years of just wrestling and struggling and we love each other, but it's just hard. And you know, I I resist. Every time there's a text or every time there's a phone call or every time there's an interaction, I can feel in my body Mm -hmm. tense up. Yeah. Okay, okay, oh oh no, I've upset her. I must have said something wrong. She's mad, Mm -hmm. I'm disappointing her. You know, all of these thoughts, but but there, I feel like right there, even that resistance is the gift of, oh, oh God, there I am. I'm trying to make this friendship work on my own will, on my own power. And so that's where resistance becomes a gift because it really leads us to prayer. It really leads us right back to God. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you talk about, you know, relationship and, and friendship in this time, because I think that it's really been highlighted for people right now. You know, whether or not they've, you know, if they're single and they're with roommates or partners or, um, you know, or they're with their spouses, but like longing for their girlfriend friendship that they don't have, you know, on a regular weekly basis like they normally did. Maybe they saw them at the gym or the church or school drop off or they're not they're not getting that. But then but in I think also to what you were saying is there's also there this um, resistance highlighted with maybe things that that maybe we need to let go of in our lives. Yeah. And I've been thinking about that. I was totally. talking I to uh, my family and I was saying, you know, like, you know, sometimes I just feel like I just want to purge things. And and my dad actually said to me, he goes, how about instead of like saying purge, you say you're refining it. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And in in the context of friendship, you know, there's so often I think it's like, this is not working out for me. I want to purge it. It doesn't fit anymore. 
I'm not the same. You're not the same. This is too hard. And I want to just kind of pull the plug on the friendship or pull the plug on what this is like. Instead of kind of taking that time to refine, well, where are we at? Like, what, why are we, you know, why am I feeling rubbed the wrong way every time you text me? <laughs> you know, what is right. it, what is it yeah. that we're not talking about? What is it that we um, are finding so difficult or, and if we're in a place where we do need to take that, that time to, to step away from one another, then what does that look like? And how do we redefine that for, for ourselves? But we resist getting uncomfortable and having to have those conversations, which I think is interesting that you bring it up because it is something that just yesterday I was thinking about. So when you said that, I was like, oh, maybe this is for me. Maybe she's, <laughs> maybe you're talking to me. Um, and, and so uh, what do you say to someone who's like, you know, in the midst of tension in relationship, maybe with her spouse? Maybe with their, you know, like you're, you've been married. You talk about, I love the story in your book. You talk about the guy that is before your husband and, um, and just how, you know, that relationship played such a pivotal part in you kind of coming to where you are now today. But what do you do in those moments of resistance? Like when you're thinking about like, this is hard and I'm still with this guy and we've been together for now eight weeks nonstop. Yeah, right? No one else in the world feels like that, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, Well, here's the thing. I think what resistance does is we pay attention to that even in a relationship. And what we're so habituated in doing is we have these strategies to avoid feeling. Mm -hmm. So we can think our feelings, but we are not good at feeling our feelings. So the moment we have a feeling, it's like, you're going here in your mind. Okay, how do I get rid of it? What did I do? How can I fix it? How can I make it better? How can I um, prove them wrong? What do I have to do to fix it? So we get very, we get in our heads. And so what I would invite women to do who, who might be in a tricky situation in their marriage or a friendship, and they're just in that point of redefining, like you've said, or refining. Mm-hmm. And like there is this, this, um, this intersection, I would say, feel your feelings. Okay. And how do people do that? Before you strategize, I would say, stay with them. Mm -hmm. I would say, name it. I would say, like, uh, say it out loud, write it down. Um, Look in the mirror, like, what do you feel? And honestly, I think a lot of people have a hard time with that question. Right. I don't want to take it for granted that you just know how you feel. Mm -hmm. I think we grow up in a world where kids are like, you know, we, we are, we raise our kids to think and we don't teach them how to feel. And so, you know, oftentimes I refer people to that like chart. Can you imagine what I'm saying? Where all all those different faces Mm -hmm. and you know, there's disappointed and sad and angry and every feeling emotion is different. Yeah. You can say sad and hurt. Those are different things. And so we want to help create a vocabulary for feeling and as you do that it's almost letting that like I think even what you read out of my book is like letting it rise letting it be there without trying to chop it down analyze it or justify it because even in this COVID-19 I think one of the hardest things is like I feel like 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 pretty awful or pretty miserable 
And then the next thing I do is like, but I shouldn't because people are in a worse situation than I am, which is true. Mm -hmm. I am not in that difficult of a situation when you look at everything from the outside, but giving, giving ourselves space and permission to be like, it's okay to feel miserable, even if you don't have a good reason, actually. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I think you're right. Like we don't know how to name our feelings. And so a lot of times it's easier to just, you know, push them away. I'm a one on the Enneagram. So for me, uh, I feel, feel, are you a one? <laughs> You're three. three. <laughs> but I love ones. Ones are so amazing to me. I just <laughs> want to like put my arms around everyone. Everyone I know and be like, it's going to be okay. You're doing a great job. Oh, thanks. You're not mess. You're doing everything right. You're doing great. <laughs> yeah, that's how, yeah. I was like, yeah, can you hang out with me more then? <laughs> yeah. And that's, and it's been interesting because even with that, like, you know, it's like, am I getting my feelings right? You know, my yeah. and and that it's it can be tricky for everyone and their personality and how they navigate. Like my friends who are nines on the Enneagram, a lot of my coach coaching clients are nines, and they're like, I, I just don't even want to go into the emotions. I don't want to acknowledge them. And for me, it's like I just want to get it right. So I want to move past it and I just want to get on with it. And so sitting with sitting with things and staying with them until it it is resolved or moved through. And I even know physically in my body, like uh, I'll feel a pain and be like, okay, I know there's probably something that's Mm -hmm. like happening in me emotionally that is now manifested in my body. And I need to kind of allow that to, to come out. And, and so I think it's interesting that, and I, I, I I love that you talk about a chart and I think even teaching kids younger to identify like, you know, tell me how you feel and let's talk about it and it's okay to to have feelings is is huge. It's been really tough, I think, for for women right now during this time because we're only seeing people's lives and we were seeing them in a different way before on Instagram and social media through the lens of, you know, their perfectly curated little lives on squares and now we're seeing a whole different side but there's still FOMO like you know we're this fear of missing out and even though we're all like secluded and I think that sense of just wanting to be with one another but it also brings up this belonging like the need for us to belong and, and so I know for myself, like there have been times where I've, I've had over the course of the past, you know, few months where I, I felt like, okay, I'm right in with my group of friends and we're hanging out and we're having all these Zoom chats. And then I feel like it's like crickets. And that kind of plays on that feeling like I'm left out. Yeah. Why do you think um, it's so important for us? And like, how do we navigate in in this season like this just belonging this need to belong to something um belong to one another you talk about that in your book and so i just wanted to kind of get your read on that yeah well i think it's a great it's it's painful right even what you're describing the crickets and the fomo um i think that's actually the reality like you are being left out. Mm. I am being left out. There are people hanging out without me online or 
six feet apart at a park, you know, like (laughs) it's happening. Mm -hmm. And, and, and we can see it on social media sometimes. Um, but there's just no way to be included everywhere all the time. Um, and I think it really taps on the reality of loneliness, right? The opposite of belonging is being left out, being lonely. And I think that is one of those feelings that is very universal. Mm-hmm. I think that loneliness is what we are we are in fact born with. There's this separation that we have from God and there's a void in us and there's a loneliness. And I would say, again, that's kind of like, what are your strategies for avoiding your loneliness? Mm. And what have you used? And a lot of us have used um, in, in some way, it's like this, I don't want to say balance, but we have used friendship or used others or used community to um, to fill us. And in some ways that's really good and God-given. And then some of us, we've used it too much. It's a desire that becomes disordered. It's a disordered desire. We start to use people. And when we do that, we know we're doing it when we don't have it and other we see other we think other people have more community or more belonging than us and that brings up in our own hearts oh yeah there's that deep longing for connection again mm-hmm. and that's where i'd say yeah let that let feel that and be aware start to see god what have i used to fill my loneliness outside of you mm. Like, you know, I want to make that a little bit more tangible if we can. Like, sure. you're, you say, and, I, you know, people hear, hear that if they go to church. Some people that listen to the podcast may not even go to church. So for them, that's like, okay, what, what, do, you, what do you mean by that? Um, so, but I want to talk a little bit about that because it's like, you know, I think in all of us, we have this, this desire to be loved and valued and to belong to something and someone and, 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 right now especially if you're alone that that is being pushed on and so um how do people how do we have that filled like really filled like where it's like okay i you know it's like well allow god to fill the space what does that mean yeah well i would say i i i would really go back to identity and where your identity is. And from a Christian perspective and the Christian tradition, it's that the Holy Spirit fills you. That is your filling, like he is with you, he is your presence, he's your comfort. Um, And from there it's, yes, I get to enjoy these other relationships and these other things and other communities and other people, but ultimately I can always rest that my security and identity is in Christ. And so that's the most tangible I can get that reality of I belong to God. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And I would say, interestingly, like I think for, for people who may be on the on other side of it or looking at it in a different perspective would be when you feel that, that expansiveness in, in the sense of like, you know, I think sometimes when I go into nature and I go, all right, I just need to feel a part of what is going on within the universe and feel a part. I think nature does that in a beautiful way 
it's this divine connection, this God yeah. moment that kind of comes and envelops us. And, and I think getting, you know, so I love how you use like Holy Spirit. And if people understand that concept, then that's a beautiful concept for, for you to, to really grab onto. But if you don't understand the concept of it, it's like thinking, okay, well, if we are all part of, um, of the universe and we're all, you know, then we can be, uh, enveloped into that divine space, you know, by listening to music, by, um, being in nature and kind of, uh, just connecting to the divine, allowing ourselves to just deeply connect to that God source. And some of that too, I think, I mean, is this a weird thing to say, but I think a lot of that, um, empty space that you that you could feel Mm -hmm. let that become a space for creativity yeah let that what you feel on the inside manifest itself on the outside Mm -hmm. be it through art be it through what you mentioned music be it through nature so instead of using other things to fill up what's inside use what's there and what you feel if it's empty or full to come out on the outside of you. Mm-hmm. And I know for myself, there's been many times where I can, I can feel into my spirit connection. I can, it can feel into, I can connect right away. I can be like, okay, I feel Holy spirit. I feel that God connection. And there's been moments, many moments in my life where I'm like, I feel nothing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's okay for us to, to be aware of in the sense of like, okay, there are times where you are going to feel like, well, where is God in this? And, and yeah. I don't feel anything and I feel alone and I feel apart from, and I think in those moments for us to kind of even stay in that and go, okay, I, I just need to acknowledge that yeah. I am here and, and that sometimes it's hard and it doesn't feel like there's just this instantaneous connection to God. Totally. And it, I love it. You said, stay, you said it, right? (laughs) You said it because I think it's true. Yeah. (laughs) I think when we feel we cannot, when we cannot connect to God or um, even connect with things outside of us, the first instinct is to panic. Yeah. And I want to say before you panic, stay. Mm, Because anytime there is silence or space or uh, like that, that is not a bad thing. You're not doing something wrong. There's not, you didn't make a mistake necessarily, but even that can be a gift. Even that is a gift from God because it allows, there's almost like your, your dad said, maybe Mm. there's, it's a purging, right? Because then you're starting to, when you don't feel like, all this joy and exuberance and mushy feelings, what you start to see are these parts of you that come up like that are sometimes painful self-awareness. It's a refining moment Mm -hmm. to see like, oh, do I only go to God to get a really good feeling? Do I only go to get something from him like you said, he's like a genie, you know? Or is God perhaps removing his the feeling of his presence so I can start to see things that he wants me to see inside myself regarding my character or my impure motives so even that even that void of the feeling of God's presence is a gift 
there is nothing about this year that feels normal. With everything going on in the world and what has taken place over the past few months, you may be feeling like it's time to make some serious changes. And it could be that you've even started to reevaluate the direction of your life and asking yourself questions like, are my dreams even relevant anymore? Which is totally normal, by the way. So let me ask you this. Are you happy with your life? Do you feel like you are fulfilled in your relationships? Because what you believe to be true about your life, well, that's what you're going to create because beliefs make up your life experience. So if you don't change what you believe to be true about yourself, your circumstances, then you're never going to be able to change the situation you're in. So you may be wondering, okay, Andrea, how do I change those beliefs? It all starts with getting really clear on what you want your life to look like. That's step number one, being clear on who it is you want to be and then what you truly want to do with your life and how you're going to make that happen. But too often, what we do is we let our excuses keep us spinning our wheels and then we get stuck in that space emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And that's a place we don't want to be in. And there's no one that understands that more than I do. Because my friend, I have truly been there. So let me ask you this. What do you want to see happen this year? I know it feels like, you know what? I'm not in control. And you're right. You're not always going to be in control, but you can shift things from the inside out. So maybe you know deep down that there needs to be a change, but you're not entirely sure how to do that. Well, I would love to have a conversation with you about how we can make that happen within your life so that you can become the woman you've always wanted to be the woman, you know, you are. So don't let excuses hold you back. Don't let your fears or your limitations keep you from making those big steps and taking that courage that you need and implementing it in your life. Schedule a free 30 minute call with me. And we're going to talk about all of these things and how you can begin to move forward within your own life. So to do that, all you have to do is go to my website, which is andreacrisp.ca forward slash schedule and book a free coaching session with me. Now this is for first time clients only, but I would love to chat with you and see how you can begin to shift your life. One of the things that I've been talking a lot about with the clients I'm working with right now is, is kind of using this time and space to become a little bit more self-aware because people are yeah. asking a lot of questions about, okay, well, what comes next? And yeah, honestly, you know, rewind two months ago and I would have said, oh yeah, okay, well, this, this, this. And now I'm like, mm, okay, well, maybe let's, you know, revisit that. Um, because now I'm like, okay, maybe we do need to stay a little bit more in the moment here because even for myself, I'm like, I had this, this uh, moment just even yesterday where I was like, I feel like there's part of me that has to reimagine the future. Yeah. And because the dreams that I had for even myself and some of my clients, you know, the dreams that we've, we've been like, this is a promise for me, or this is what I perceive and what I've been working for and a goal. Well, those things haven't even come to pass in the spring. And we had no, we had no, um, 
control over any of those things. And I think reimagining what is possible for the future looks a lot like being in the present now. Yeah. And being, and so for me, I was thinking, okay, well, if I was to reimagine the future, that means I need to be very, very present now. If now yeah. was it, if this was it, if I only had this, yeah. what would I be creating, doing? How would I be being <laughs> in this moment? And, and, and I think a lot of that is kind of staying in this space where, like you said, um, my character is being refined. There are things ab yeah. about like what it is that or who I am that are is surfacing that I didn't yes. see before because I don't have anywhere to go and numb it out totally. or get busy yeah. or like help yeah. go to a friend, make me feel better about me, you know, like, yeah. Well, it's so funny even using the word dream because I think my temptation is to like live in the future. Maybe that's the Enneagram three in me, but it's like, I can, I can avoid myself by living in the future and living in dreams mm -hmm. because I, I love the idea of give me a goal, give me a dream, give me something, I'm going to accomplish it. I'm going to go after and get it. And that even in itself is kind of, well, I can't really do that right now. I mean, I can in little ways, but it's not like I'm going to go pursue some crazy big dream right now because I don't even know if I can go out, go to the store tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so there is this real refining time of like, well, what do I do when everything I've depended on before is stripped away and I'm really invited to look at myself through a different lens? Like, who am I when I'm not dreaming? Really, that's, mm -hmm. that's a real thing I would ask myself. And well, I'm asking myself right now. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, and it's like, wow, like I put a lot of a lot of pennies in dreaming mm -hmm. and we might not have that and it's beautiful that you're doing that because if you think about the future in any way you go into it so it yes. doesn't matter what it is it matters what you are yeah and i think that we've put so much emphasis on what is it going to be and then how are we going to fit into it yeah. Instead of being totally. like, I am bringing me into the future and how does the future fit around me? Well, it's that, I think it's that really the question of who do I want to be? Yeah. Right. You know, when this is, what do I want to not go back to? No, and not even it, but the who, like, who was I in before March 13th that, yeah, there was some real unhealth driving me. Mm-hmm. And if and I don't want to I don't want to be driven by that kind of stuff anymore. Okay, and for you, like that's huge because you were launching a book, you know, yeah. pre March nineteenth or thirteenth, and it, yeah. at the end of March you were launching this book. Things are about to change probably radically in your life, and all and and have obviously. Yeah. Um, but who who do you not perceive yourself to be anymore? Like who, who's left back in March 13th or have you thought that through? Yeah, no, I'm thinking it right now. Who could I, can I even alter that question and say, who was there that I don't want to return to mm, Yeah, that I'm afraid of returning to? Yeah. Um, I would definitely say 
I didn't know how to rest. And I want to be someone who knows how to rest. Um, and by I, I always thought rest was like, oh yeah, like on Sunday afternoon, we kind of just hang out and don't have make plans. But I mean like rest from productivity, rest from saying yes, like just unplugging. And, and it's, and it, and it, I love, I love rest. I didn't know how tired I was, <laughs> you know, yeah. I feel like the first couple of weeks of COVID was really like, wow, I've never stopped before mm. ever. And I, this is good for me. Mm-hmm. So I want to, I want to, I, I don't want to go back to a person who, who, uh, doesn't know how to rest. And I would say, I want to be a person. I don't want to go back to living, um, living like I am responsible for everybody. Mm, that's good. And though I am responsible for five human beings, I don't, not that kind of responsible. I feel like I don't want to go back to being someone who carries things that don't belong to me. Mm. I was carrying a lot of emotional weight of other people. I was carrying a lot of their emotions that weren't mine. And I don't want to go back to that. Mm. It's very exhausting. Yeah, that's good. When you said rest, for me that meant because i i can i i can nap like the best of them i am a champion napper oh, teach uh, have, me your way <laughs> i have no children i am not married i know how to nap i napped two times today already but Woo. yeah and i'm sorry to every mother that is listening to this no no, no. i love it <laughs> i was like that is the gift of singleness um and there's not all there's not tons of it of gifts but that's one of them um that's one of them. It, but when i was thinking about rest for me um it, it was not about like physical rest it was about mental rest because I have yeah. found myself, yeah. even in this time, up until probably just, you know, not very long ago, being like, okay, I need to monopolize on this. I need to, like, get things done. And, like, look at all this, like, time I have just to focus in and do all these things. And I felt like I was just running myself ragged. And yeah. and and the rest to me was like, you don't actually have to do all of that. Yay, right? No, you know, like no one is counting on you to do that. (laughs) It makes no difference. And even I have found, um, you said you carry, you know, the maybe the burdens of others or the um, just even what people are going through. I am very empathetic myself. And so like, I feel a lot of what is going on in the world. And um, just even like in the past, 48 hours every time there is something that goes on in the world that's racial i find for me like the next three to five days afterwards are like just unbearable in my spirit yeah and um i can't work i can't do things and i just feel this weight this weight and and i know that i need to feel the weight of what is going but i know that i cannot carry it as my burden right there's a difference yeah so it's it's not mine to solve it is it is mine to be a part of and to be empathetic to and 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 carry for for the my friends and loved ones but I don't need to solve it I don't have to do everything right which of course you know I think for everybody looks different for their you know personality type but so I love that you say to be just you don't want to go back to that 
I want to get to that place where you are, where I'm like, I've dropped that at the door. I'm, I'm, I've left that. (laughs) Well, it's right. It's this capacity to hold. I'm I'm doing this with my hands. No one can see me. I'm doing like hold, but not with closed fists. Yeah. To hold open. Yeah. So that there's space for, for others to come Mm -hmm. and share and empathize and have compassion, but I'm not holding with my hands, fists closed. Yeah. And uh, yeah. friends of mine use in this term a lot, which I'm sure is people do holding space. And I think that's yeah. holding space for what people are going through without having to like, okay, now I'm going to take that on. Yeah. And then not being able to be present with your family and your loved ones and doing the things that you need to do for yourself and for your, your, your own, um, unit in your household. So I think that's, that's so important. Um, I know that there would be a lot of women right now that, um, use the term drowning in, um, gosh, like, and I just feel, uh, the weight of that, just thinking about it, like in pain and sorrow right now. Like, if you could say something to them, like, what could you tell them right now? Well, I want to be really careful in responding because I think there's some different ways. I think when we talk about mental health, I would say talk to someone. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say. Um, If it's um, just this internal... um, drowning where you don't necessarily need medical attention, I would say um, it's okay. Mm. It's okay to drown. It's okay to feel like you're going underwater. Um, But in that same aspect of like, it's okay to break, you know, that's you're doing something you've never done before. Mm. And it's not, I love this phrase. It's not hard because you're failing. It's hard because you're doing something you've never done. And so that drowning is, um, it's okay. You're not alone. And I think there's also, there's a difference between drowning alone and drowning with others. And it doesn't necessarily work with the swimming analogy, but um, it works when we say when you're suffering, um, you can suffer with others and let others suffer with you. And that's, really what the Bible would say is lament, mm. the spiritual discipline of lament. And you don't suffer alone, you suffer with God. Mm, yeah. So making space and allowing yourself to to drown, but don't do it alone. Yeah. There's, there, in your book, which I just highly people recommend people read, it's, it's a beautiful book, but um, one of the questions, you ask some questions in the back of the book. And so I flipped to the back and I saw this one question. I thought, you know what? I'm going to ask you this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if I have an answer. <laughs> uh, this is where you go, yeah, my assistant wrote that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, is there a waiting room in your life that is painful right now? And how are you navigating that waiting room? Mm, that's, a good, that's a great question. I know, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like the one that's very present it's uh, would be I'm about to turn 40. And 
I'm just wrestling with age. I'm wrestling with aging. And I don't know if I what I'm if I'm waiting for my birthday with anticipation, but it, it is this holding place where am I where I thought I would be when I'd be turning 40? What are my regrets? And a lot of my regrets are really coming up to the top. And they're making me limp a little bit. And I think I'm I think I'm just holding those and they're kind of stinging and I'm doing my best to not stuff them back when I was 23 years old or that trauma that happened when I was 17. I'm trying to let those just to to be with them, mm. you know. I mean, it's it's an interesting little couple months I've been in of oh, what does that mean? And when when do like? you turn 40? July, okay. July 14th. July 14th. Yeah. Had some big plans that got canceled. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, and I, um, yeah, the waiting, waiting is hard. And I think it's going to be okay because the birds are singing. In, <gasps> do you hear that? I do hear that. See, it's yeah. almost like, like as soon as you talked about it, <laughs> the birds like just sent it. <laughs> Thank you for saying that, because I think that that means something to me. Thank you. And, you know, it's I think I turned 40 five years ago (laughs) and the 40s are amazing. Mm, And I think sometimes the anticipation of of, uh, something is always harder than the actual being. Yeah. Yeah. And and so you're like the waiting room of waiting to be 40. And when you're when you're in 40, you're going to be like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The, Thank you. I think you said it correctly. The waiting, it, the waiting is a weird anticipation. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Um, I have a little segment that I'm just starting out. You're the very first person I've ever done this with. So I'm kind of like, so let's see how, how we go. Let's, all right. I hope I don't mess it yeah, up. Yeah. You know, I often listen to Jen Hatmaker for the love and she has yeah. those like real rapid fire things. I don't have that a lot of questions, so you don't have to worry about like coming up with the best answer in the world, but I've got a few for you. Let's do it. Let's go. So here we go. What is your new favorite quarantine activity? Um, eating ice cream or some sort of dessert in our jacuzzi. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. What was the last book you read? Uh, Behind Closed Doors. Ooh, and who is that by? Uh, I can't remember right now. It's kind of a domestic thriller. Okay. It's a little scary. It's a little scary. Okay. I like thrillers. Okay. I might be into that. Um, Would you rather explore space or the ocean floor? No, neither. No. I want to stop. (laughs) I don't even want to turn 40. I don't want to go to space. I don't want to go to space. Okay. I'm going to have to change that question. (laughs) (laughs) survey says "Eh." okay um what would you prefer journal or a computer computer okay if you were to receive a standing ovation what would it be for i love standing ovations (laughs) anything just clap for me (laughs) 
<laughs> you know I'm a three. Oh, that's so. Applaud, oh, that was a great just question. Just for me all day long, and I'll just be so happy. Um, for anything, uh, for any, I would the moms we love club. I think oh. that's one of my proudest, the proudest things that I've done so far. It's really really cool. Awesome. Well, I want to say thank you for being on the Courage Cast. And, um, and I want people to be able to connect with you, obviously, by your book, which I will put a link in the show notes for that. But how can they find you? Sure. Can I add one more thing? Absolutely. Is it too late? No. Because when you said that, I was like, oh, that triggered memory for me. Of, if someone is drowning, mm-hmm. I would say take courage. Mm. So your podcast is the best thing ever because it takes courage to go and to stay and to be with your feelings and to be in a difficult situation and to walk on the journey of healing. Like take courage, sister, mm, take courage. That's beautiful. Um, I, you can find me on Instagram, lovealways.angeli, um, at the Moms We Love Club on my website, angelipascal.com. And I'd love to connect. Yeah. Well, I will put all that there. And I am so glad that we got to spend this time together. Yeah, this was awesome. And to get to know you a little bit. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Living bravely requires taking action. I know that sounds like a no-brainer, but, you know, sometimes we don't actually put things into action. So today, what action steps are you going to take? What jumped out for you? in this conversation with Anjuli. I know for myself that I want to squeeze every bit of goodness out of this season, even though it's been ridiculously hard and quite frankly, very painful at times. But the conversation that we had really inspired me to take time, to set aside some time to listen to the divine, to get in touch with God. And in order to do that, I know that I had to kind of take a big step and that meant to get off social media, which is really, really hard and I didn't really want to do it, but it was something that I did for an entire seven days. And I knew that at the end of that time that I was going to feel a big shift and that is exactly what happened. Because at the beginning of my social media break, I kind of felt like I was disconnected from other people. But what I found was that I was really disconnected from myself and from God. And I needed to get in touch with those emotions that I was feeling and stay in them, stay in the tension to feel the resistance so that I can allow those emotions to come out, to be felt and to just really experience that healing. So like I mentioned, living bravely is all about taking action. So what brave steps are you going to take? What are the things that you're going to do? Maybe it's taking a social media break. Maybe it's putting limits around the amount of time that you're actually on your phone. Or maybe like I mentioned, it is sitting in that resistance. If you're ready to take another step towards getting that healing and that wholeness and just listening to God, I've come up with a few key questions that I think might help you. And so I'm just going to give them to you right now. But if you don't have time to jot them down in your phone or on paper right now, you can access them in the show notes later. So here's the first one. And it's one that I actually asked Anjali came directly from her book. Is there a waiting room in your life that is painful right now? And how 
are you navigating that waiting room? I love that question because I think that for so many of us, there is a place of waiting and desire and wanting. And how are we actually being in that waiting? And the second question is, are you struggling with the desire to belong? What is God saying to you? What is the divine speaking to you about belonging? Hmm, that's a great one. And then the third one is, are you resisting in any of your relationships, especially when it comes to your relationship with the divine? I know that one might be one that you need to sit with just a little bit. So I want to say a huge big thank you to Anjali for being on the podcast. She was so lovely in every single way. I just felt this connection with her and the synergy right away. And if you love this conversation, you're going to really, really enjoy her book. So I would encourage you to get it. It is called Stay. And she has a beautiful community for moms that she runs through Facebook. So I will include both of those links in the show notes as well. But before we go, here's a little excerpt of what you're going to hear next week on the podcast. I've learned over the past few years that one of my biggest downfalls is staying too long in places where it's clear that I have no business being or where I'm not truly needed. But on the flip side, I also have developed this massive staying power. So obviously (laughs) I'm immovable or stubborn, whichever way you want to look at it. But here's one thing I know for sure. There is value in staying in the hard things, but there's also value in knowing when it's time to leave. The past few years, I've had to develop some serious staying power in my own life, learning to listen and knowing when it's time to leave toxic situations and relationships. So next week, I'm going really deep. I'm sharing some personal stories of things that I've had to do, times where I've needed to know whether or not I need to stay or I need to leave and what it's going to require of me in both situations. So make sure you tune in to next week's episode. Until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Gas, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Krillick.